So this was a movie about a 45-year-old single white man who desperately wants a family, and I can't relate to this at all. Oh, <laughs> whoa, that was so sad. The thought <laughs> did cross my mind once yeah. or twice. I was like, I wonder if Josh is like, you know, maybe like connected to this in any way. I guess we'll find out. When I told you I wanted to have a baby, you were like, ew, really? One time? So I figured you didn't want any kids. <laughs> so learning something new about you today, I guess. Wow. He's like, that? ew, I want to have kids. Ew. Ew. <laughs> ew. I mean, um, you know, even if you yeah, want them, I, they are kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, I guess. They yell about directors, yell about the plot. Wait, what's this movie called? Is it Together Together? Together Together. All right, we're back live with Josh and Cassie. <laughs> Yell about movies. Yes, I'm Josh, a freelance entertainment journalist. And uh, Cassie has uh, a news title, which I can't quite understand. Cassie, could you explain what your news title is? Like, what I do for my job? I'm a promotions producer. Well, you said you're a TV newser. So I just hadn't heard the term before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. TV newser. You know, that's what, like, when you work anything in TV news, we call ourselves TV newsers. I don't know. It's just like a term of endearment we use for ourselves, I guess. Fascinating. To numb the pain. I don't know. <laughs> in terms of endearment is a great movie. And we also have a fantastic guest today coming Yay. live to the show all the way from somewhere in California. Long Beach, California. Long Beach, give California. My California. Kelly, Kelly Dwyer promoting her brand new show, Dog Entertainment. <laughs> we, uh, she guys, jumping right in. Theme show. She does the theme song and the exit music of this show, and we're so excited to have her on. Everybody, welcome! Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited to be here, you guys. Like honestly, oh. it's been a joy listening to the show. And my husband and I, my husband is more of a, a cinephile than I am. I should have taken my braces out. I'm probably going to lisp the whole time, but uh, maybe I'll sneak it while you guys are yelling uh, as you want to do. But then I was like, maybe perhaps I should have picked something a little more cerebral, but I think this has a lot to dig into. So I think yeah, we can, it does. I think we can do yeah, it. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think they wanted to dig. I think they were trying to dig in and maybe didn't quite, they didn't find the right shovel. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Exactly. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> We're a weekly movie review podcast talking about new release films to find out what you guys are talking about so we can connect with you, perhaps. And that film today is Together, Together, uh, a semi-romance of some sort comedy uh, about uh, a motherhood. What's that? Not a romance, though. Like, I think it's like a new trend. Like, the trend is, you know, hetero friendship films now. There you go. You know? It's a new thing. It's a new thing by a director who's only directed one previous film six years ago, known for one writing credit on Law and Order, and uh, and Ed Helms, known for The Office, and an actress I have not seen before. Let's get into it. What do you guys think about Together, Together? <laughs> I mean, overall, my feelings are positive. Overall, I did read that yeah. it was filmed in like seventeen days. Whoa! <laughs> wow. Yeah, and as far as the writing goes, a lot of it felt like improvised to me. I mean, it was 
it was very it was very chattery it was very like it didn't talking feel heads, like yeah heads. yeah it, they were like let's was, do a scene like this you know right it was it was like one kind of awkward conversation after another after another is kind of the feeling i had at first i was like is this going right. to get any less awkward because it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it you grew know, on me though it, it grew did. on me like in the beginning it was it was like I, I'm sorry Ed Helms was really I mean it was, it was a little about what about Bob for me in the beginning where it was just like I was so graded by him and so like a little skeeved yes, right. yeah. him, that I was yeah. like am I gonna is he is this gonna be okay like I, yeah. I was almost like Craig like oh what have I done what have I, I picked this movie I'm gonna have to talk about this now but then it really did over the course of the movie, they won me over to the mo- mm-hmm. for the most part, you know. But yeah, it did. It felt like it was trying really hard to be awkward, <laughs> which is not something you experience right. very often in a film. Uh, yeah, and it also felt like they weren't reciting lines; like they were just kind of going for it. Was the a lot of right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And scene. <laughs> yeah. I I also loved it. I was taken a little back when with. 11 minutes left in the film. She said, I love you. And I was like, really? After all that? Okay. Well, she went as a friend. As a yeah. Friend. yeah. I really do believe that this feels like a trend to me. This isn't the first movie. And right off the top of my head, I can't think of the other one that I was going to say. But uh, it does feel like we're dipping our toe into some kind of new territory where th- the film is is about friendship rather of a, a female male you know like men and men and women can be friends it, it's not all they're not all going to end mar- end up marrying each other i did very much and i don't i don't want to get to the end yet but i did very much appreciate the end of the movie i thought it was a great scene to end on and a great moment to kind of mm. leave you and uh like leave you sort of going oh well wow that gives me a lot to think about um, I always think movies go like about five minutes too long, you know, like they're like, man, if they would have just shaved off that last five minutes, it would have been, uh, they really would have said something because you would have been left to think of some, uh, you know, whatever went on, you know, from there on your own. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm yeah. like, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, uh, I, I do. Also at the beginning, uh, I was very confused. I don't know if you guys were, cause I didn't read anything about the film. I don't like to be, you know, for these movie reviews, I don't want, I don't want to know anything. You know, you guys want to see it. I want to see it. Uh, it, it looked like a therapy session in a furniture store. So I was very confused. <laughs> I thought yeah. that it was either like a first date, like a speed date thing, or like um, she was being interviewed by someone who was like a matchmaker type of a thing. That's what yeah. I thought when the, when the <laughs> film first started. It's a little bit of a job interview. Yeah for a dating I don't you know it's like it was very like hmm. and that kind of made me anxious to be honest and then I was like oh sh- well am I even gonna what is this gonna be like this the whole time is was <laughs> yeah. you know I don't know why I get so anxious in the beginning of movies but you know I get really invested and in, right yeah. away and, and then I'm like oh am I invested in, in something I'm not gonna even understand where they're coming from and again back to your thought Cassie is that me- it did seem very much like maybe they were sort of improvising and Mm -hmm. then they kept what they liked from that scene or whatever. So, and I mean, it would make sense because Ed Helms has a background in that. Right. I mean, he did a lot of improv. I know the office, like so much of that was improv as well. We know now. So 
Right. Yeah. And it can and it can work. And I did feel that the direct there was a definite direction to this movie. Uh, I don't know a lot like like Josh was saying, I don't know a lot. Uh, what was the other movie that she directed six years? It was a movie no one I know or you know has ever seen. But let's just say she's been <laughs> in and around Hollywood for a long time. And this is probably yeah. her passion project. Got a, you know, a big name actor attached to it. So it's a big deal for her, I'm sure. Oh, lots. There were lots of great comedy actors in this movie. Yeah. And, and it felt very much like they were trying to hold everyone back from being really funny. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. uh, the direction might have been something like, we want you to be awkward and intense, but not funny. You know, like no big la- LOLs here. Mm-hmm. We, I, I don't know what it was. It, it, it did feel a little stifled and a little. Mm-hmm. Like these great Tig, who I love, you know, uh, Joe Firestone. Yeah. And she's just so good. I mean, she's just her face alone. Just... <laughs> oh, and the nurse, uh, the, you know, uh, technician. My favorite yeah. character. He was amazing. She is yeah. like my new favorite thing for <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. And we got our big comedy relief from her, I think, really. So, you know, it was almost too straight straight men so, you know to use the old term the old old termy a straight yeah. person but that doesn't even then that sounds even weirder but <laughs> then maybe that's where the awkwardness, awkwardness was coming from you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. the comedy relief wasn't exactly ever, ever there it was like yeah. it was like holding off an orgasm or something i don't even know yeah. <laughs> which sort of fitting for, the Etching for 90 minutes well i guess <laughs> I, I think maybe they'd seen too many ben stiller movies and they didn't want it to go into that cringe territory perhaps you know mm. um, right maybe that's an idea yeah. but uh but yeah i like sure. the awkward humor throughout you know ed helms light so to speak you know like when she pets him you know there's there's a pat on the back great job in there he says and gives her this giant bear you know yeah. like she did like a was, like like your toddler yeah. you know you know pooping for the first time. Great job, buddy. <laughs> you know? And she's like, is this for the baby? Maybe you should just hang on to this for a while. I thought the scene was very sweet when they were choosing a uh, paint color together. That was probably one of my oh. favorite scenes. Yeah. I think that's that when it started funny. to win me over. Yeah. As I was like, okay, mm-hmm. they're starting to chill out together mm-hmm. instead of like... Annoying each other, like when he started talking about, you know, you can have the baby if you want to, but not if you don't, you know, if you're pro-choice, that's okay, whatever he was doing. (laughs) Doing his full The Office character thing right there. And that's a good, I think, lead into like some of the bigger things they were trying to talk about in this film that I feel like, again, it was a little bit of the edging idea, Cassie, that you threw out there. Uh, (laughs) But you know what I'm saying. It was, uh, I, I mean, I wanted, I think they were going towards, you know, it was being a surrogate. Uh, for a, a single male is kind of new territory, very new territory. I thought mm-hmm. it was an interesting topic for sure. Mm-hmm. Felt like they didn't really totally go for it in a way that I was wholly satisfied at the end. And it feels like they had these like quick conversations about deep topics like pro-choice and, you know, um, pro-life and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I, I I never really quite felt they got there fully with anything, and it could have been an improv aspect that they were sort of kind of jumping around a lot, and just that's the way they wanted to play it. You know, yeah, yeah, they they dipped their toe in the water, but they never really dove all the way in in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, well, I had a thought that maybe it's because they made it too much of an ensemble piece, like they didn't need 
like uh, her gay friend at the coffee shop, for instance. Did they? I mean, he was an interesting character, but maybe that took away from character development between the two of them, perhaps. I love that guy, though. I forget his name. Yeah, but I thought he was funny, too. <laughs> he, uh, I think he made them more fun. I always thought when they were together with a third person, they were much funnier and much more mm-hmm. relatable. Yeah. Sure. Like when they were just together, I was like, is very, it's very like static a, almost, a right? Sexless, you know, sexless, sexless marriage after 15 years, like yeah. some of it was, you know, like we're going to eat spaghetti together now and we're going to sleep together or not, but I don't have sex. Uh, it was just really like, but when there was a third, even the, even the, uh, her sister's friend, when they met up with her in the, um, shop, the, uh, maternity yeah. shop, right. there was, that was fun, more, uh, not fun, yeah. but more insightful. Well, because the third person is us, right? It's like uh, us, mm, the way yes. we feel when we're watching them going, what is that? What is happening here? Right? It's like you're seeing that on screen. <laughs> yeah. They were underdeveloped, but I don't know how much we needed, you know, they never developed either story, uh, his or hers. They, I, I felt like they could have picked mm. a lane. Uh, more and really yeah, said, okay, true. well, let's go for it through her uh, her story. And yes, we'll know some obviously a lot about him. But it was like she had this, you know, family that she didn't speak to in this prior pregnancy when she was very young. But you know, it never really went anywhere. And then he, you know, we kind of met his family. Yeah. And everybody- you know. I was thinking he was his character was so lucky to have a, a family that was so supportive. They kind of questioned it at first, but after that, they're all there for like his baby shower. And I thought, wow, you know, I feel like if this yeah. happened in the real world, people might be a lot more judgmental. May yeah. possibly. I mean, it all depends on the situation, but yeah, yeah. And, and I thought she was pretty restrained for a guy who was kind of acting like a weird stalker at first, showing up at her house, and then there's a guy that comes out, and he's like, uh, "Did you guys just do it?" Yeah, <laughs> and then she doesn't flip right. out at him. Wow, it was that was awkward and very creepy. But you know, she has this big money situation that she really wants to go to school. Again, not super developed idea. We don't, we aren't really super uh, like crazy invested in it. She has a cute little place, and you know, she seems mm-hmm. like, but she does seem wander like she's wandering uh, aimlessly through life. Yeah. Um. So, and they're in such different places in their lives, and I felt like that was an interesting, you know juxtaposition and i enjoyed the conversation about the older you know a may december romance so to speak uh my brother is he has a he's a 47 40 yeah 47 and he's got a 22 year old girlfriend he's been with for a couple years and i'm very judgmental about it and i don't (laughs) love it okay (laughs) at all and i really enjoyed the way that she made him understand ew Okay. About it. Sure. You know, okay. Mm-hmm. That that idea. What do you, you know, I don't know. What are you guys? You guys into that May December thing? Well, now right? I want to. <laughs> now I want to know more about your brother and his girlfriend. But I, I'm not like I want to know how that all happened. Like, but you know, I want to. You want to develop that backstory. Yeah. For a second. <laughs> um, well, to, to, yeah, let's do the quick aside. I mean, he and my sister in law were married for uh, 12, 13 years. Got divorced. They have three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, he was out for about a year and met this girl on Tinder. And they're living together and they've actually been together for almost three years now, which is shocking. I I should probably drop it there in case this comes up. That's fine. That's fine. You know. I was trying not to do the math on the ages there. So she was 19 when they first met and he's like. Correct. 
Okay. Some younger women like older men. And I said, well, you do know her brain doesn't stop developing until she's 24. <laughs> so she's still a child and unable to really make a good decision. She's right. only four year, five years older than your, your oldest son. Which is a great segue into that scene where they're talking about Woody Allen films. Thanks a yeah. lot. Yeah. Thank <laughs> totally. That was great. It was, you know, very meta, very, uh, he, yeah. he was like, are you sure about this? She was like, it's like a Woody Allen film. And then he tries to, what do you, what did you guys think of his response to how he defends uh, their situation? How it's not a Woody Allen film. Yeah. I, I was nodding along in agreement actually, as she was talking <laughs> about that. Cause I was like, yeah, no, she's, she's absolutely right. Also, why are all of Woody Allen's films all like that? I mean, we know why, but <laughs> yeah. But also I think, from Ed Helms' character's point of view, he just seems so like in it, like weirdly innocent about the whole thing. I think he honestly didn't feel he didn't understand why there couldn't be anything between them. And at a certain right. point, I mean, she said she was twenty six. I actually thought she seemed a little older. What, yeah. like, yeah, I would I be totally grossed out if I heard about a twenty six and a forty five year old? No, it just depends on the couple, you know. I think right. And I guess that's not really even what you asked. I don't know. <laughs> I just, you could tell they were very different. They were just very different people who had very different thoughts on pretty much everything in life, you know, and it, they were like oil and water, you know, which is why they probably never would have worked as a couple. Yeah. The breakdown of the Woody Allen stuff was, in, was only in, important as, well, first of all, yeah, it's important to what's happening and what we know now and what we've known for quite some time. Right. And it was yeah. nice to see it was nice to see a Hollywood movie actually like look you in the face and say, mm -hmm. This we know this and yeah, this is totally. really, you know, this is a serious thing. Um, serious problem. But I think the ending was, Oh, I he got it. That was him getting it. <laughs> so yeah. I I guess that was a useful tool of not only for the writing, but for also for everybody maybe out there that maybe sees this film this is you can tell this film they wanted a the most broad spectrum spectrum of people to enjoy this movie mm. you know and that's a little bit why i was i wasn't won over by it. it it didn't seem like well let's really go for it in a way that we're gonna some people are gonna be really pissed off about this and, yeah. and, and not agree and and maybe we're gonna get some backlash it was more yeah. like let's make sure everyone's um they played it very safe for that reason, when you say that, it's reminding me in a tangential way of the movie Dan in Real Life, starring another character from The Office, Steve Carell, mm -hmm. in a serious film that had tried to introduce some comedy elements into it, but ended up too, being a little too melodramatic and not um, settled in from one good point of view, like, like you were saying. I saw that film in the theater when it came out when I was in college. I think I couldn't even tell you what happened during I it. I remember yeah. either. Yeah, it's been a but, while. It's it wasn't while. in my homework, Josh. <laughs> I know. Um, do you guys like it when a character sort of reveals all his character's motivations? Do you guys like when movies do that or you, you felt this mm -hmm. one needed it? He said, when I hang out with settled friends, I feel sad for what I want. And when I hang out with single friends, I feel sad for what I have and I don't want. I thought that was an okay yeah, response, and I I liked it because um, I w kind of wanted to know too. I guess I also kind of hate that question though of like, why are you single? I think it's like rude and annoying <laughs> as someone who's sure. always single. But if this, if I were in that situation where I was carrying someone's child because they wanted a child, even though I was alone, like I I might be like, hey, like why are you doing this alone? Like 
I might right. be more apt to just be curious about that, especially if I was the one carrying the baby. But I and did want to know. Answer a lot of probably messed up questions. Right. If you're in, in either of their positions, you yeah. know, you have to really get to know somebody that you might not ever. You know, I have friends that um, they're a gay couple of men and they had a good gr- a friend, a woman, and she agreed to have uh, a baby for them. They both donated sperm. They just mixed it all up and they right. so they don't really know. And they yeah. had one. And then she said, I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. And she had another. So they have two, um, uh, a girl and a non-binary child. And, you know, it's a really interesting journey that I kind of lived just vicariously through them and that, and honestly, and there was a documentary made about them, but I would really love to kind of see that movie more, Mm. you know, I think there's a little more, I don't know, I did enjoy the single male heterosexual man who wants to have a baby, you know, by himself. There was a film a few years back with, um... I can't remember his name. The guy from Parks and Rec, where he has a baby with his best friend. I think it's called Friends with Kids. Does that sound familiar? Hmm. That you, okay. I don't know. Okay, but it's look. <laughs> but it takes it takes the more the typical the guy with the big beard. Aziz Ansari. No, no, no. No, the white. You know, Leslie Nope's husband. They get married. Um, oh, oh, the right, the guy from Party Down, right? Adam Scott. They they're like best friends, BFFs for years and years, and they both want a baby. So then they have a baby, but then of course they wind up together in the end, even though they think they like don't love Mm -hmm. each other. So that goes the way you expect it to go. But yeah, like I feel like there's lots of different variations of this story (laughs) that could be done, and some of them have been done, but there's more that have yet to be done. Um, yeah, and maybe oh. this is a nice foray into that. Yeah, even more so. I mean, we just keep circling back to that idea, but this more committed perspective, I guess, is maybe. But you know, then again, a wide audience changes uh, often is a mind changer for people who, you know, just wouldn't normally be accepting of this sort of. You mm-hmm. know, oh, this doesn't sound like something. Um, you know, we believe in or and you can yeah. kind of it's one of those things, one of those kinds of films that it can change minds, you know, yeah. I think. So that's a helpful thing. That's a good thing. We like that art that, you know, cr- creates change. Sure. Starts a conversation at least, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's started this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and since you brought up your friends, I thought I would ask you about that in uh, relation to the movie. What did you think about the uh, the power dynamic where he kept asking her how much she was eating and having sex and basically being real intrusive with her personal life just based on the fact that he paid her $15,000 to have a baby? But now let's, I want to, let's, can we address the $15,000 first? There's no way I would have a baby for someone for $15,000. I think they usually, usually pay more than that. That was an initial payment. Maybe, was that what it was? I think it was an. I think it was a tr- per trimester, maybe. Yeah, that's that sounds right. I, I wish they made that more clear. But. Yeah, because I think surrogates make like a, <laughs> a good amount. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, they're working, right? They're pregnant, yeah. for, and then they have wow. to recover, and that takes like a you know, so what a year total at least of the, the commitment. So yeah, I'm talking. That's a hundred thousand dollar job to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know. Like your body, it just, your body's never the same of, you know, obviously she had a child, but that was when she was very young, you know, not that 26 is old, but still it's just devastates the entire body. 
just mentally recovering, I think, too. We did see a lot of therapy, a lot of group therapy, yeah. a lot of checking in and taking care of. It was very rich white people stuff happening. Yes. yes. You know, other than the tech, I don't remember now. The app was called Loner. He invented it. And that's oh, what yeah. the guy at the coffee shop was looking at. And, that, and then he made this weird face at him like this. He's like, and oh, and he was trying to say something to him that I guessed was from the app that he would know that he knew that he uses the app, I think. But And there was like a weird little exchange they had there, but they never followed up on oh, that. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that either. I'd be down for oh. an app called Loner, though. Like I was right. thinking was, that. I was the like, app oh. called Loner where you just look at other people who are alone, but you don't match with them. But you know they're out there wanting to someone to connect with and you just look at their photos. Very. I mean, anyway, I, but. if it were free, the least if, amount it were, of pressure. if it were a free app, I'd download it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, I'm literally... I'm li- literally w- wanting to look in my app store right now just to see if someone already was like, <laughs> if oh, there's okay. anything like it, <laughs> let's, do it. let's do it. Um, there is, there are a couple here, but you know, I don't know if they're the same thing. Yeah. So, but it, you know, I'm, I'm married, but I see not almost non pressure of interacting or, or pursuing something is, it was very intriguing there with loner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody's lonely. Like, you know, that was another thing. It kept coming back around, you know, loneliness and people's interpretation of what they believe is lonely or pathetic yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there was some defensiveness and some uh, embracing of of that kind of stuff. And why do you automatically assume this single guy? He's like, I'm. I'm this is the happiest I've ever been. Right. I'm going to have the baby. And that my was, life I did. I liked that that line when he said, "It's mm-hmm. so weird." Everyone saying that they feel like I've given up when I've never had more hope than I have yeah. right yeah. now. I did. I liked that a lot. Yeah, there's some some little surprising insights yeah. that were very inviting. Yeah. And, you know, I felt like I had an invitation and then I felt like, you know, I only clicked interested in not going, yeah. you know? <laughs> totally. No, it's again, it's that they just, they didn't go all in and mm. I wish they had. That's what I liked about the end. It was the development during the movie that threw me off, but the uh, very ab- uh, abrupt ending, I think it was a really not unique, but it just left a lot to the imagination. It was unique. Yeah. Um, I mean, it made the story about her, about Anna, right? Is It was, you know, because then you're thinking, okay, what's next for her? You know where Ed Helms' story, I'm calling him Ed Helms because I can't remember his name right now. Um, uh, you know, Matt, I had to write Matt, that down. You know where his story is going. He has his baby and he's going to be a dad. Like, we know where that's going. And He has baby Lamp. And yeah, he has Lamp. Lamp. Yeah, we never talked about Lamp's, Lamp's little name. So... <laughs> So now, you know, the rest of the story is is Anna's. You know, she has she, this is over with. You can see she's, you know, she says, I'm so happy for you to Matt. Um, and you can tell she really means it. And what's next? She's going to college. She's doing, you know, whatever she wants to do. And now it's like it's her story and it ends on her face because it's like this is Anna's story now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it ends on her face, but it's it's beautiful to hear his elation. Yeah. And not, I see him obviously because I don't think that's something we we could have had a, a proper camera angle for. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah we and that hear was him. hilarious. We hear the baby, the- but like, we don't need to see it. We know what you know. We know what's happening. So we, you know, yeah, we know how happy he is. What we would want to know is what her face would look like at that moment. Also, a a bit of 
yeah, I think there was a leash. I think it was a very complex emotion, obviously, mm-hmm. that she was uh, more complex than I could ever even imagine, you know. Yeah. Everyone was taken care of very well through all the stages with the mental mental health. And I think when you do go through something so huge and profound like that on either side, it's, I mean, that's the only way you could possibly do it is to have mm-hmm. that kind of, first of all, a ton of money and a lot of assistance uh, mentally and uh, spiritually. The Lamaze situation when when they do when yeah. she does bring up, well, how is he gonna? Is he gonna yeah. be between my legs for seven, <laughs> four to seven minutes? Mm-hmm. That was hysterical. Like I did laugh right. out loud. Was, and everybody, laugh out everybody loud. turns to look at them and they're like, and the and the and the teacher who at one point was sitting on top of a table in a very very yoga like pose that are you going to be okay with that? And they all look at her just silently judging. Yeah, her. no, she's like, is that a problem or something like that? And everyone just slowly turns and looks at her like, well, and and I did like the yoga teacher. She was perfect. And, um, or the Lama, whatever she was. And she said, um, there's no, is there a third partner? Yes. I love that. I'm going to have to take a moment like to let go. Getting the idea of the, of the third partner out of my mind. <laughs> Yeah, what she got that as soon as uh, she she found out they weren't together romantically, she was like, "Oh, there must be a third part." Yeah, that was funny. Right. That was I, I think and, I laughed out loud at that part. Just letting that go. I need a moment. It was always the third party, the third partners uh, again that brought the la- the real laughs. Yeah, right? you know, like the real laugh out loud moments yeah. were always somebody else was always there. That's true. Like the technician, like the like the technician with my favorite line. I'll ask you, you guys yours, but for me, it was when. Oh man, I can't remember the exact line. But basically, they were asking her, "Do you really know everything?" And she was like, "Yeah, I do, but I just can't say." <laughs> can't legally yes. say. Yeah, can't legally say. Yeah, <laughs> I know everything. I just can't tell you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. I keep coming back to the end, and I have thought about. It's like I kind of have thought about them. You know, after the movie, if like, did they? Are, are, do they stay really good friends? Are they talking? Or do they call each other? Does she see the baby? Does she, do is she involved? Like that kind of stuff was very f- interesting too. She wasn't involved with her other child really, even though they, she said it was a close adoption, which usually means she's no. She able said to it was see. it was a closed adoption. Closed. Yeah. That makes more sense yeah. now. <laughs> that yeah. I was like closed adoption. Yeah. Does that mean they live close by? No, um, closed of closed adoption. So like she that, has no idea. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because she's like, he's eight or nine. Yeah. Or, or they're eight. I think she was pretty careful about saying yeah. they're, they're eight or nine or whatever. At the very end, Ed Helms has the last line and he says, uh, welcome to the world. You're amazing. <laughs> but he still doesn't get the gender of the baby away. So I think he said he. Didn't he? I heard him I, say he. I, you know, he is guys, so beautiful. I, I thought Ed Helms also said that, but I... Put it on pause. Put the subtitles on Amazon. Oh. It says you're, you're. Okay. So that would imply oh. he still isn't telling her what what gender oh. lamp is because she didn't want to know. So she was That's still maintaining so a boundary, which okay. was one of the themes of the film was boundaries. You know, like when she went to the went to the bathroom alone to cry by herself whenever at the at the baby shower when all of his friends were congratulating him. She kind of felt like a third wheel. Didn't really want to be there. And then she was yeah. like, boundaries, I'm going to go home, you know. 
and that, and that really that's where we changed like you know i guess that's where the whole plot like yeah there's um, a okay, tonal shift we need there. to separate yeah. boy meets girl boy loses girl yeah. i mean it still had the standard yeah um kind of through line uh you know even though it was a new take or a different take on it you know we did we did that i i was glad there wasn't too much of that though because it just seemed cruel and um, uneven and, and a little, you know, I, I, I didn't know how that was going to go. And she kept sitting on the floor. And I would just like to say, I've never met a pregnant woman who would sit on the floor on the because floor. <laughs> you can't get up. And that bothered me. I was like, where was, you know, where was the pregnant woman? They were like, yeah, just like, the, that like was just like, yeah, weird yeah. The, to me. the fact checker who was like, nope, this definitely would not be happening in real life. Not gonna be sitting on the floor without somebody there in her apartment when she's they're they're having their little separate time. Uh-huh. Uh, their boundary, whatever. Um, she's yeah. on the floor in front of her couch. I was like, how is she going to, I guess she's, she's going to really have to, <laughs> really going to have to struggle to get up. Now that could have been a funny moment, but they, again, didn't really. Yeah. There, so. Yeah. yeah. And like her, like rolling over and trying to grab onto the couch. Like <laughs> I would have, I would have liked to see some more. Oh, you're right. I would have liked to seen some more Liz Lemon, lonely white woman trying to make her way in an apartment by herself kind of humor. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It was a very pure into the real world, real life kind of situation and not a lot of physical comedy. Mm. You know, yeah. they could have. Yeah, they didn't do much. But I do think as a, let's say, the first big movie she's made in Hollywood, I, I, I could see that this that she could be doing great things. Her name is Nicole Beckwith, by the way. Right. And if someone said, based on this, would you see another movie? And I would say, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, maybe she'll, you know how it is with Hollywood. A lot of the time it's like, well, prove your, you know, prove it again. And mm-hmm. then, you know, especially with women, they're like, we're not giving you too much money and only 17 <laughs> days. And, you know, these very limited things that you can have because we don't know. We don't, we just don't know if it's proof of concept kind of thing. But for me, I guess I, I, the proof of concept was definitely there, even though it um, sometimes fell a little short, but it was sentimental. It was uh, thought provoking. It was conversation starter. You know, it had yep. it, I think. Mm-hmm. There you go. It had, um, it, it had it and an extremely awkward scene where she tries to show Ed Helms how to. Oh, know, use a tampon. The most embarrassing <laughs> moment of his whole life. Remember? And she, and I appreciated that she did that, A, yeah. and that B, like, she said that thing that I haven't, I've never put my finger on, but was, is a very true thing. If you are incredibly embarrassed about something, you never, never forget, forget it. it. Yeah. That yeah. Good. At the time, she seemed older than her years, like wisdom wise for a 26 year old, mm-hmm. you know, longer in a coffee shop. But hey, maybe that's just the director's words coming out of her. Yeah. But I think like having her past that we do know about, like, it's pretty dark and she was probably quite on her own mm-hmm. and had to you know hustle for her self and her family didn't quite seem to obviously be there for her so she probably had to grow up sort of fast after her first pregnancy there and um that would make her a little wise beyond her years it's a very specific type of person that could be uh give give birth for another person you know yeah. uh, is something so yeah, a <laughs> person with the uterus. Yeah, yeah. that helps. That's the person with the uterus. <laughs> She's a unique person that had this experience in the past, so she knows that she can do it. She mm-hmm. even says, "I've done it with mine, uh, one that was mine. I know I can do it with one that's not mine." Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
you know, so it seems very much like a very specific job, <laughs> something you have to be very qualified for, yeah. you know, and I'm sure, God, how many, how many of those situations go terribly, probably awry? I, I mean, what would you, what would you estimate is like a percentage on like when it just, the surrogate wants to keep? Or well, just, I mean, you know, I think it used to a lot. So now there are laws preventing that. They basically have to like sign everything away when they do. Same with adoption right. as well. So not as much as it used to <laughs> um, yeah, because it's illegal at this more, point. But I'm sure, you know, when it first contract. start, right, exactly. I'm sure when it first started, it probably was an issue. Yeah. Because, you know, emotions. Of course. Mm -hmm. And especially, I mean, and on top of all the na n normal emotions that might be arising, then you have hormones. Right. Um, then you have complicated relationships with other humans in your life, mm -hmm. um, judgmental people, people you don't want to tell. Like it was really interesting that I, she didn't want to tell anyone very specifically. And of course people were going to know <laughs> because it's not something you can hide, yeah. but you know, they were opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, he was a very proud mommy, mm -hmm. you know, in a way, you know, mm -hmm. he was like, I can't wait to tell everybody, mm -hmm. you know. But it's finding their way to common ground and to a, a shared idea of not parenthood, but of this experience. Mm -hmm. I thought they did that quite well, mm -hmm. that part. I thought so too. And now I think it's time for final thoughts. <laughs> cool. Wait, who's going first? Who's going first? <laughs> not it. Um, I, I can go first. Um, or we could have a word from our sponsor. I I <laughs> Wait, no. Oh, oh Kelly's show? Okay, yeah, do do sponsor your show and I'll gather my thoughts, Kelly. <laughs> oh, oh, great. Well, um, thanks so much for joining us for this amazing um talk. Uh, I want you to I want to invite you cordially to a show that you can attend with your dog online. That's right. You can actually uh watch and interact with this live online show that I'm doing. It's called Dogotainment. It's got music, it's got tricks, treats, it's got a best in show contest where your dog can actually win prizes. It's being done on Zoom and it's uh, being done in a very, uh, very new sort of way um, that I think is going to uh, really make people enjoy. Come back to the Zoom room, babes. Seriously, I think it's going to be a really, really fun way to uh, interact with the canine community and have a blast with each other. Well, I wish I That's had a, a dog. That's it, Dogotainment www.dogotainment.com it is enjoyable for anyone uh whether you have a dog or not it's sort of like i, I do uh, you know obviously invite everyone we are a very inclusive show okay good. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful did you say when it is and how much is it it's 15 dollars, but if you direct message me or josh or cassie i can give you a discount for your tickets um for 10 dollars tickets and that's a household ticket so everyone in the house can attend together on one ticket nice. cool <laughs> and now back to josh and cassie already in progress <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um uh final thoughts like i said at the beginning overall my thoughts were positive i told josh i i mean i cry at like every movie I watch. So I guess that's not saying a lot, but I did cry a little bit <laughs> when she had the baby <laughs> because, you know, I did, I did think that the way their relationship progressed was sweet and unique and um, kind of special. And it, it did make me think about like, you know, relationships with guy friends that I've had in the past and, and stuff like that. It's not like anything I've ever watched before. And so I appreciate that at least. I do wish they had, um, like you were saying, Kelly, like just uh, push some boundaries a little more. Maybe it would have made it a lot more memorable. 
because I feel like to a lot of people, this might be kind of forgettable. You know, they could have done more with it. Also, the awkward conversations were kind of a lot at first. (laughs) Um, Like too awkward, like it felt like it was trying too hard to be uncomfortable and you could feel that. But overall, it was moving and I enjoyed it and I would probably recommend it. So I would give it, um, let's see, eight. Eight of those big pregnancy bouncy balls out of ten. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. <laughs> I think I think that's the technical term. For I mean, I've seen them used for so many things. They're like, yeah, I've seen them in yoga classes. I've seen them like <laughs> desk chair. They use them as yeah, desk, desk chairs so many, now. Yeah, eight giant yeah. inflatable bouncy balls out of ten. <laughs> Great. Uh, I'll give it. Uh, uh, seven and a half 1960s circus style teddy bears uh, out of ten. <laughs> Is that my my cue? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just to wrap up quickly, I'm looking forward to seeing more by Nicole Beckwith. I hope this is just the beginning of kind of her uh, foray into telling stories in Hollywood, which I think obviously we need more women's voices. Mm. Um, and I hope she pushes boundaries cassie said pushes more boundaries but this did uh win me over i enjoyed the process of, of being won over i was really kind of annoyed at first and i, I it was a very thought-provoking ending and i just really did make me walk away thinking that things think are important to think about think 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 <laughs> I know words um i am going to give it uh a six and a half uh Silly Ed Helms, uh, annoying <laughs> creepiness <laughs> vibes. <laughs> One of ten. No one's ever rated in vibes before. Wow. <laughs> That's a first. So, she's, uh, she's an original, you guys. Uh, I, I liked it, and we never mentioned the name of the actress that played Anna. Her name was Patty Harrison, and her yeah, face and good. emotions at the end where she was like, you could you could tell she was like, you have a baby, or she was like, but I'm giving it to him and it's over and I have money and I'm going to college. She right. was very confused, but glad that it was over. And maybe that was kind of all of us at the end. We were confused, happy, glad that it's over. <laughs> maybe. Um, her ba- I rate her hair a 10 out of 10. Her bangs the entire she time was I was cute. watching. I was like, oh my God, her bangs like, are like goals. Yeah. My hair do that. Like, my, ba- my bangs would, I don't have thick hair like, like that. So it would just be like, like me. Oh <laughs> Yeah, so yeah she was he was she's one to watch, I think. Ten out of ten. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Hey everybody, this is Joshua, and normally this would be the end of the show and where we play the credits from Kelly Dwyer, the guest you just heard. However, she forgot to give the dates for Dogotainment. The dates are Saturday, May 29th at 5 p.m. Eastern, and June 2nd at 5. 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. For more info, contact Kelly Dwyer, Facebook, Joshua Dudley, or Cassandra Hager on Facebook. For tickets, or go to Dog Otainment and just purchase them. And now we're going to be playing what should be Kelly's hit song. You're all going to love it. Guys, put your hands together for Dog in a Basket. I used to cry to get what I want In my 20s I used my sexuality In my 30s I 
ways were smartest than my experience Because I finally came to love and respect me But my forties has been different I'm middle-aged and confused I can't seem to get what I want And not also feel used So I got a, a dog in a basket I got a dog in my bike basket I don't need to do any other thing To get what I want Doggy doggy in the basket I can rest upon this one indeed